Uh, all right, so let's get into it, man. I really didn't plan on doing an episode about this, you know, yet another impromptu episode, but sometimes those make for the best type of topics, so to speak. And I, I just, I'm, I'm very torn here. I'm very torn here, man. And I know there's people out there that are wondering, you know, me being a Fast and Furious buff, how I'm feeling about this, why I'm torn, why do I not sound super excited? And I have my reasons. I feel like I have legitimate reasons, legitimate claims. First and foremost, man, happy Friday to everybody, man. Happy Friday to all my tutor reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. I hope everybody's having a great, um, you know, hope everybody had a great morning. Hope everybody's having an even better afternoon. Hope everybody has a great and safe night. And especially if you're out here in Philly, uh, please travel safely, man. It's off and on rain, off and on snow. Temperatures are dropping all crazy later on in the afternoon. It's supposed to snow again. Shit's supposed to freeze over. It might be a bit of a mess, man. So make sure you travel safe, whether you're driving, you know, whether you're on foot, whatever the case may be, catching Uber, so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, while I say happy Friday, is it a happy Friday for me? It's, it's, it's going, but as far as movie news goes, it's, it's weird. And, I'm a little indifferent about it, and I will just cut straight to the chase and just let you guys know, you know, what's going on and why I'm indifferent about this particular topic, this particular movie news, this article, um, and just things that are just, you know, connecting the dots that lead back to this this news we got here. Now, um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump straight into it. The news broke as if there weren't rumors already circulating. You know, there was speculations and there were hints here and there. And there we there was even a hashtag going around, you know, in the essence of, you know, the justice for Han hashtag that everybody wanted for Fast 9. Um, there were hashtags going around for a good while that said hashtag justice for Giselle. Now, Giselle, for the uninitiated, she's played by Gal Gadot. And we first were introduced to the character of Giselle in, <coughs> excuse me, in Fast and Furious 4 came out in 2009 if i'm not mistaken and she was the one working for braga and she was kind of like the rogue agent she was the one that was just you know so digmatized by dominic toretto that she just flips flip sides and was like here yeah, this is the information for you and i need your cell phone number because that's for me whatever the fuck was going on and shout out to gal gadot man I, i'm not gonna lie i definitely was a little goo goo gaga for gal gadot in that movie i didn't know what her accent was hitting for i didn't know where she was from i'm just like damn this chick's exotic she's mysterious she's like on the wrong side of 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 you know the characters but she's she's with us she's rocking with us <coughs> excuse me people but um you know, we were introduced to Gal Gadot in Fast and Furious 4, a.k.a. Fast and Furious. All they did was take the the off the title for the most part. And then we saw her again in Fast 5 where, you know, she was a badass. She was, you know, um, I can't remember what they described her character as when they, you know, they were doing the whole Brian and Dom and Mia were basically saying we need two precision drivers. We need somebody who can be a chameleon. We need somebody who can bullshit their way out of anything. We need somebody who's good with circuits and all this other shit. I don't remember exactly what they said about um, Giselle, but she popped back up. Her and Han had this little flirtatious thing going on throughout the entire movie and everybody was kind of banking on them to hook up. And ultimately they did hook up. You see them heading to uh, Madrid, 
or something like that at the end of the movie. You know, Han's just cruising, cruising USA, you know, San Francisco rush out this bitch. And he's got Giselle just casually on his lap and they're just making out while he's driving. And she's like, I thought she wanted to go to Tokyo. He's like, we'll get there. And we know that's a reference um, to Tokyo Drift, which, which actually is um, a sequel to uh you know, fast six, you know, in chronological order, we don't, we don't need to get into it, people, if you're, if you're uninitiated, just go on fucking YouTube, or Google, and look up the Fast and Furious movies in chronological order, Tokyo Drift takes place after part six, all right, god damn, but, I mean, look, it's confusing for me, too, I didn't mean to get pissed off at y'all, but then we saw Gal Gadot again in Fast and Furious six, which is still my favorite in the franchise, and she dies, she dies at the end of that movie, she dies saving Han from, um, you know, she dies saving Han when they're on that runway that stretches for 18 countries long. And she shoots the guy, I think, in the shoulder while she's like flying backwards. The guy's about to come up, run up on Han and, you know, dead him. So she shoots the guy and she ends up saving her man. And it's a very dramatic death scene, man. And Han is so pissed off and sad that she dies that he fucking throws the guy that, you know, that's responsible for her death pretty much. He throws him into the fucking jet engine. And when Gal Gadot dies quote-unquote in fast six it is a death where in the really real world i know we're dealing with fast and furious movies here but in the really real world you are not surviving that these cars are going who knows how many miles per hour the runway you know you hit that runway you're turning into a pretzel um something way more twisted than auntie annie's could ever imagine you are fucked at that point but we saw Luke Evans, uh, you know, Owen Shaw character definitely came back. Was, was it Owen Shaw? Oh, yeah, because Deckard Shaw was uh, Jason Statham's character. We saw Owen Shaw come back, and all he had was the, you know, Harvey Dent Two-Face thing going on. He got scarred up when he woke up out the coma and all that other stuff. That's not plausible at all, but again, it's a Fast and Furious movie. But, you know, I say all that to say this. There were speculations that Gal Gadot's character would come back. Me, personally, I thought she had kind of got too big for her bridges. You know, when she got into the DC universe and played Wonder Woman, and I believe the Wonder Woman movie was a really big hit for DC at the time. It was, um, I think, one of their most well-received movies. I was not the biggest fan of Wonder Woman. I feel like that movie was mediocre at best. It's okay, but I I don't understand like the praise it was getting. But I do love Gal Gadot, man. I, she's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch Red Notice. Didn't get around to finishing it, but uh, I do like Gal Gadot, man, as this you know this this sexy action star, or um, you know whatever people want to classify her as. I like Gal Gadot on screen. She's not bad at all. Um, but again, I think she got too big. I, I personally thought she got too big for her bridges and she would never go back to a franchise like Fast and Furious because DC was just such a, a larger scale as far as, a, um, you know, a movie property goes. It, it was already an existing property for a, an already existing character who Linda Carter played years and years ago. And Gal Gadot breathed life into this, um, you know, into this character, man. So, you know, big shout out to her for the Wonder Woman thing. And it's really sad that, you know, the cancellation over at DC, Wonder Woman 3 got scrapped. And I know Gal Gadot was probably really hoping she could come back for a third movie. But, you know, that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, again, speculations and the hashtags and rumors here, rumors there. We didn't see any, you know, sign of Gal Gadot on set behind the scenes photos and behind the scenes videos, the making of Fast 10 um, but news broke, man, that Gal Gadot, especially since the Wonder Woman 3 is canceled, she will more than likely show up in Fast X, uh, aka Fast and Furious 10. Now, this news popped up yesterday, and I remember sharing it to my Facebook page, and I'm like, 
I, I had the eye rolling emojis and I'm like, this might require a whole episode because I felt like a three minute green screen TikTok video, you know, talking about my thoughts on this, it wouldn't suffice. So I felt like I needed way more time to, to, to get off my chest how I felt about Gal Gadot more than likely returning to the Fast and Furious franchise for this, you know, for these last two installments, at least the last two installments in this story, because we're going to have the spinoffs. I feel like Tej and Roman should have their spinoff. People say Han and Giselle should have a spinoff. And who knows if Gal Gadot comes back, we might just get the shit. There's going to be a female led spinoff, which I cannot wait to see. Um, but they're wrapping this storyline up pretty much. But um, I like, listen, man, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. The Fast and Furious franchise is my favorite action franchise of all time. This shit has dethroned Terminator for me, Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, Die Hard. It has dethroned everything because this is a series that has not disappointed yet. You know, I have gripes with each film. I do. But these movies up the ante in a way that I could never imagine. And they they managed to give me that when they show me the trailers and then some. You know, I, I've been very impressed with the stunts and the shit that they've been pulling off in these movies, man. And, you know, the, the, the casting additions that some of them I don't like and I end up, um, you know, enjoying them when I see them in full, like John Cena in Fast 9. And um, I, I feel like they have been they have been you know, coasting as far as the series goes, man, is really successful, rightfully so. I feel like they've earned every bit of fandom. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, these movies are stupid. Um, they could never jump from building to building, you know, 10, technically, technically 11, because Fast 9 was Fast 10, because Hobbs and Shaw was pretty much Fast 9. But, um, you know, 10, 11 movies in, if you guys are still looking for physics and gravity and realism you're in the wrong fucking place and you're literally going into these movies to complain this movie has its particular audience and i am one of those people man where i am ready to suspend uh you know i'm ready to uh turn my brain off and i'm ready to let these stunts fly i'm ready to go into space in a pontiac fiero i'm ready for them you know two cars to flip over a fucking armadillo truck like they did in the dark night <coughs> um i'm ready for you know, Vin Diesel to drive off of a bridge that's not even there, but somehow, you know, hook himself onto the rope that's on the bridge and him and Michelle Rodriguez, like y'all get what I'm saying. I'm ready for him to drive, you know, with Brian O'Connor through three buildings in Dubai and then just barely escape. I'm ready for all of that shit every time I go into a Fast and Furious movie. And that being said, as a fan, I like I'm a fan of this franchise. I'm not a fanboy, and I, I always put an emphasis on that, man. Whether I'm talking to people personally, whether I'm talking on the podcast, whether I'm online talking, I'm a fan, not a fanboy. And I say that because I am a fan of this franchise, but I will just not accept anything that they throw at me as far as like, okay, for example, so I can make this make sense to people. I'm one of those people where, oh, I, I can forgive the series for, you know, saying fuck gravity and physics, but I, I don't know am I biased because I cannot forgive the series for giving me a bullshit explanation as to why Elena and Dom have a fucking baby in The Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth movie in the series. There's no way. There's no way in hell that Elena found out she was pregnant in Fast and Furious 6. Dom and Mia had a, or not Dom and Mia, Brian and Mia had a child. They had little, little Jack O'Connor. Um, and he was an infant at the time, pacifier in his mouth and everything. So you mean to tell me, um, you know, 
Elena found out she was pregnant in Fast 6 when Dom found out about, you know, Letty still being alive. And then in Fast 7, she's not pregnant at all. She's not showing. Her stomach's not poking out. She flies through a window with Hobbs. And you mean to tell me, with all the time that's passed from Fast 7, I'm sorry, from Fast 6 to Fast 8, um, you mean to tell me that their baby's an infant, like the same age as as, as Jack O'Connor and Fast 6? Like, th- I'm just not buying it. There's certain things I'm not buying. I'm not buying the fact that Han was a fucking hologram in Tokyo Drift, and that's how he survived, and they explained it in Fast 9. He's like, Mr. Nobody had a way of making things look real. Then we find out Han in Tokyo Drift, when Deckard Shaw crashed into him, he was a hologram inside the car. Who the fuck drove the car at that point? Who was driving the car from from Han's garage, you know, when Twinkie hit the gates on everybody, when DK pulled the gun out and came in there with his crew? So Han was a hologram that DK punched? Like, I, like listen, make it make sense, man. There are certain things that I will not accept in this franchise, and I know that's not really saying much for somebody that accepts a car driving through three buildings in Dubai, but I'm just saying, um, you know, you can't just you, you can't just throw anything at me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, things like that as far as the story and as far as the continuity and how characters survived when they were supposed to be dead, dead. Letty is like, OK, sure. Letty was supposed to be dead in part four. And Laz Alonzo's character, Phoenix, shot the car engine and or not the car engine, but the gas tank and it blew up and she flew backwards, lost her memory. <clears throat> Turns out Dom was just imagining he thought that that's how she got killed. You know, when her car flipped over and she died in the explosion. Sure. Why not? I'll buy that. But nobody really stays dead in this franchise. And it's kind of starting to put a strain on this shit for me. I know there's a lot of people that's like, well, there's been a strain on the franchise. This ain't for y'all. I'm not speaking. I'm I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about me feeling feeling as though these characters that it takes away from the emotional weight of the film. Jesse got shot up in the first Fast and Furious movie. Now, I won't be surprised if Jesse pops the fuck up because he posted something on Twitter a while back and he really hinted at the fact that he might come back. Vince, who was in Fast and Furious 1 and Fast 5, he gets shot in his stomach during the shootout in the favela and he's very much dead. He dies. We see his corpse. He bled out from that gunshot wound and he tells Dom, you got to meet my son, Nico. And Dom's like, I got eyes on Nico now. And that was a really sad moment. Uh, But Vince is dead. But it wasn't until Fast, the end of Fast Five, the post-credit sequence where, okay, we bring Michelle Rodriguez back. Cool. She came back in like two movies around that time frame. Uh, she came back in fucking Fast Six and Resident Evil Retribution. I don't know if that was a thing she wanted in her contract. I have no idea. But you bring her back. You bring Han back. You bring back Owen Shaw. It's taken away from the weight of the deaths. And it's, it's kind of starting to piss me off, man, that they're doing this. Also, it... It adds on to the fact that these villains are not getting killed off anymore. You know, these villains are either turning over a new leaf or they're just getting away scot-free. And I don't know if if they made a conscious decision for this franchise not to really kill certain people off. And they're just going to kill like, um, you know, goons and villains throughout. Or not villains, but uh, henchmen throughout. I I really don't know, man. But I'm getting a little sidetracked here. I say all that to say this. This news of Gal Gadot possibly coming back or more than likely coming back for Fast 10, I don't know how I feel about it. And I'm leaning more towards the side of the fence where it's like I don't like the idea of it because, okay, Luke Evans character Owen Shaw flew out the plane. He came back. He scarred up, whatever. That's a stretch. Giselle fell backwards. 
I mean, both these motherfuckers fell back. It don't even matter how you fall. You getting twisted up on that runway. It's not going to end well. Y'all seen Face Off when Caster Troy shoots that woman when they're in the, in the beginning of the movie and the way her body just twists up when she hits the runway. That was a good, I don't know if that was a stunt double or if that was just a dummy they used, but that was a great fucking stunt when she falls and hits that runway like that. But that's what I imagine would happen to a character like Giselle when she falls onto that runway times 10 because they were going way faster than that in those cars. And... Not to mention the car she fell from was suspended in in in, in not not in midair, but it was hanging off the fucking the, the plane, the wing of the plane. And I, I just don't know how they're gonna do this, man. But I feel like if they explain how she survived that fall, it's gonna be bullshit. Because you know what what makes us think that they're gonna clean it up and make it more realistic when there was a bullshit explanation for Han and that was one of the best reveals in a Fast and Furious movie. Like when I saw Han in that trailer, I snapped during that trailer reaction. But I like I don't know, man. Let's let's get to this uh this article really quickly, man. We're gonna read from this article, which I think coming soon. Yep, coming soon.net dropped this today. And the article, the headline was Fast X, more on Gal Gadot's surprising return scene. Now, it said scene in particular. It was rumored she was going to come back. And then it was like, oh, she's more than likely coming back after the Wonder Woman 3 cancellation. Then that turned into this, their, her returning scene. She's got one scene in the movie. But, um, you know, this article reads as follows. And um, this article was by uh, Brian. I said Brian. I'm thinking of Brian Tyler, who did the fucking. Did he do the music for uh, for Fast and Furious movies? I don't know. I feel like that is a name that is attached to credit. Somebody let me know. But um, yeah, this article dropped today, man. And this is by Tyler Treese. And it says Gal Gadot has filmed a scene for Fast X to return as Giselle Yashar, although it isn't clear Although it isn't all that clear if it will make the final cut of the upcoming Fast and Furious sequel, as first reported by The Direct, Gal Gadot's Giselle reappears in Fast X. This is certainly a surprise as the character was killed while trying to rescue Han Lu in Fast and Furious 6. However, given that Han Lu's death was faked and that the character was brought back from the dead, it's clear that anything is possible in the wild world of Fast and Furious. <coughs> Excuse me, people. It says, uh... Han's actor, Sung Kane, has publicly supported bringing Gal Gadot back into the fold. I think we need Giselle back. In every way, Kang said to Insider while promoting Fast 9. I think the fans want that. We need to make that happen somehow. So apparently, uh, Sung Kane definitely lobbied for Giselle to come back. And I'm. it's no surprise if they have a plot point with these two, you know, rekindling their love. And, oh, I thought you were dead. And this is why I faked my death. And this, that. I don't know. But, um... Let's go on with the rest of the article. It says additional details have come out have come out via the always reliable big screen leaks, revealing that Godot was only in a version of Fast X that was screened on December 21st. The Wonder Woman actress appears in only one scene at the end of the movie. An alternate cut that was screened the week prior did not include Godot, so her cameo might not be a sure thing in the final film. And then the last portion of this article, this is something really interesting, and I'm not sure <coughs> who these quotes, who these pages belong to, but I think it's very interesting. Um, <clears throat> the last bit of the article says, the account notes that it's similar to Barry Keoghan. Y'all know I fuck up last names, man. Y'all listen, I'll be trying here, people. 
The account notes that is similar to Barry Keoghan's Joker scene in the Batman, where the studio is curious to see how audiences respond. In the case of Keoghan, the scene was not included in the theatrical release, so we'll have to wait and see what happens here. Although, it apparently didn't go over well at the initial screening, as indicated by the exchange below. Now, the exchange below that they're talking about, these two pages that I'm about to um, mention... These are just two comments, you know, people, uh, one person commenting on Twitter and the other person uh, or one person posting on Twitter and the other person responding. Now, this first uh, post is by someone named at giant effing spider. And he says he's it says he's responding to big screen leaks. And it said it did not did not in all caps. It did not go over well. I promise you. And big screen leak says, oh, I know it didn't. Now, that is very interesting, but it doesn't really concern me because how many fucking movies have had test screenings where audiences are like, oh, my God, it's terrible. And then the studios and the execs and the creators freak out and they're like, oh, my God, we have to do reshoots. We have to reshoot 75 percent of this goddamn movie and reshoot 17 alternate endings just to please the Gen Z fans or whatever the fuck like like test screenings. They only go but so far for me. Like when people say, man, the test screenings weren't good for Halloween 18. I don't really give a fuck because I'll I'll judge what the movie looks like, what it feels like when the trailer comes out. I'll judge it in spades when I see the movie in its entirety. You know, there are people that, you know, they Halloween Resurrection got bad test screenings, rightfully so. But believe it or not, as bad as that movie was, people loved it, but they wanted more Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. And people... That's what they got because of the test screenings. They were like, oh, my God, we've got to resurrect Buster Rhymes' character and have him be the hero and say trick or treat, motherfucker. It's going to be awesome. But I don't pay attention to, um, you know, the test screening. So that doesn't bother me. But it still does kind of bother me that they they're, they're even listen. I'm one of those people and I've done I've said this in plenty of Fast and Furious driven episodes, which there are lots of them um, that I've done. And I've said that one of the things I need in that last act of that last film um because fast 10 is going to be in two parts but that last act i need my avengers assemble moment <coughs> and i did say this before and maybe i'm a hypocrite because i'm sure i said bring giselle back i'm sure i said bring jesse back you know i said suki jimmy monica um carter verone shaw hobbs bring everybody for an avengers assemble moment i don't know if johnny tran's still alive shit but i feel like the car gods and the movie gods hear me every single time, and I get way more than I'm than, than I bargained for, man. Um, because here we are talking about Gal Gadot's return in 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 Fast Ten, but I just don't know how they're going to clean this up, man. And it's going to put another stain on the 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 finale for me, and just on the series in general. Because I like listen. Again, I can let a lot of shit slide, but when it's a bullshit excuse for how they survive, I feel like I've had a bad taste in my mouth as far as explanations how people survive since Halloween Resurrection. And I got to bring that movie up again because I was just talking to somebody about that online. You can't sit up there and tell me Michael Myers switched, you know, outfits with the paramedic and was walking around with burn scars because continuity was a thing. Right. Rick Rosenthal, you directed Halloween, too. You the one that burnt Michael up at the end. So why doesn't he have burn scars in Resurrection? Because continuity doesn't fucking exist amongst some people. But anyway, you mean to tell me a paramedic flew through a windshield and was pinned to a fucking, you know, a van and then got his head cut off? He sustained all those injuries. 
before his fucking head got cut off? That was a regular man, a flesh and blood man, a paramedic? No, bullshit. You're insulting my intelligence at this point. And again, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, insulting my intelligence in a Fast and Furious movie? Yes, you goddamn right. Because it's like, if we're going to keep the characters realistic in some, in some story points as opposed to keeping the stunts realistic, then keep the characters that way. I'm not buying that some of the, the way some of these characters survive, man, even in a franchise that I love, I, I, I just can't. And I feel like they're going to have some bullshit excuse. I don't know. Maybe they had the harpoons in, you know, Fast 6 that they were harpooning the, the, the wings of the plane with. So maybe somebody harpooned Giselle while she was in midair and just swooped her away. I don't know. Maybe Cypher got her. Maybe Mr. Nobody got her and harpooned her in the leg and was like, listen, it's just a flesh wound. We'll get you, you know, topside in no time. I don't know what they're going to do. I just feel like it's going to be bullshit when they bring her back. Now, obviously, there's nothing me or any other fans that are pissed off about this can do about it because if they want to put her in there in the final cut, they're going to put her in there. If they decide to take her out, I'm cool with that too. Um, I just, I really hope that Fast 10 delivers, man. It's not something that's going to take me completely out of the movie. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, Giselle survived because of this bullshit. I'm, I'm done with this movie. I'm not going to enjoy the rest of it. No, because even when Han explained, I was like, Okay, that is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've heard in the franchise thus far. But I still enjoyed Fast 9 for what it was. Um, I I don't know, man. I just, I really hope that this movie is good. With all the stunts that they're pulling here, you know, pun intended. With all the stunts they're pulling here, I really sincerely hope they know what they're doing, man. Justin Lin, you know, I did an episode about Justin Lin dropping out of the project. And, um... That was a big concern for me. Justin Lin is the reason that, you know, like Paul Walker said in an interview, uh, a, a Fast 7 interview, he said, we've really found our step together with Justin. Because um, Justin Lin stepped on board with Tokyo Drift. He came back for Fast and Furious 4, kind of brought things back home. Fast 5, Fast 6 was his last movie. Of course, uh, James Wan stepped in to do Part 7. F. Gary Gray stepped in for Part 8. And Justin Lin came back for Part 9. And I felt like when I heard Justin Lin was coming back for Part 9 and he was going to do a two-part for Part 10, I said, that's poetry in motion. He's coming to bring this thing full circle <coughs> Excuse me, and bring this thing home. And I love that. So, um... I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just some red flags for me, man. And if I didn't give a fuck about this franchise and these characters and this story, then I wouldn't be concerned. I would just be like, oh, whatever. But no, like I genuinely care how this movie turns out, man. Every single Fast and Furious movie, I care how it turns out. And when Justin Lin stepped down, that was a big red flag for me. And then you got this guy, Louis Leterrier, who stepped in. And I'm going to let me look at Louis Leterrier really quickly. I know he did one of the Transporter films, but I was like, ugh. The guy who did The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, okay. He did Unleashed with Jet Li, sure. Now You See Me, I love that movie. Clash of Titans, never seen it. Um, looking at, I'm trying to look at some other stuff he did here. He did The Transporter 2 and The Transporter 1. Sure, I don't know. This is going to be his second, third time working with Jason Statham, whatever. I just, I was like, okay, uh, I'm not really too sure about him as an action director, but I guess, man. Um, you know, Justin Lin's still going to write the script. Um, Dan Mazzo is writing the script, and that's another red flag because Chris Morgan was on board with the script since Tokyo Drift, and I feel like when he jumped on board to write the script for Hobbs and Shaw, they hired Daniel Casey to, to, to pen the script with Justin Lin, 
And um, that was a little weird. And I, I feel like it was a little beef there because it's like, well, this is our family. How are you going to jump over to, you know, the rock spinoff and all this other shit? And um, they got Daniel Casey to, to, to write the script. But I, I'm really weird about writers going back and forth, too, because when, you know, Chris Morgan has a certain sense of you can tell Chris Morgan's writing throughout the series. And Fast 9 definitely had some different writing. You can tell it was a different writer on board. I'm one of those people that pays attention, like, really into detail as far as, like, the like when a writer switches up for a well-oiled franchise. But um, Justin Lin, when he stepped down as director, he's still going to executive produce. That's cool. He's still on board some type of way overseeing the project. And, of course, you've got the, the, the regulars. The OGs are coming back. Of course, you can't have a Fast and Furious movie without Vin Diesel. Michelle Rodriguez is coming back, of course. Um, Jordana Brewster, Tyrese, Ludacris is coming back. Natalie Emanuel is coming back. Helen Mirren is coming back, which is good. Um, Rita Moreno. Moreno is a new addition. She's actually going to play the, um, uh, Dom and Mia's mother. Is it mother or grandmother? I think it's their is it their grandmother? I think it's their grandmother. And that'll be interesting to see the dynamic with her. Jason Momoa, I feel like, was the biggest, you know, casted news here as the villain, which I see on IMDb. His name is Dante. I don't know. Um, but we don't know much about him. We haven't seen a trailer. We've only seen a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff of him riding a motorcycle. I just hope Jason Momoa is one of the bad, the most badass villains we've seen up to this point, and I hope that he beats the brakes off of Dominic Toretto at some point because I was very disappointed with that fight between, you know, Dom and uh, and uh, Jacob, you know, John Cena's character, and I I enjoyed John Cena a lot. I remember when they casted him in Fast Nine, and I was like, I'm not with it. I don't like John Cena, but I enjoyed Jacob's character a whole lot, and John Cena is returning. Alan Richson from um. I think the Jack Reacher TV show, who's a fucking bruiser. That guy's a bruiser. He's a new addition on board, and he actually, I think he did the motion capture and the voice work for Raphael and the Ninja Turtles reboots. Um, Brie Larson, I, I feel like if I can warm up to John Cena in a Fast and Furious movie and like him, I can warm up to Brie Larson. I'm not a big Brie Larson fan outside of 21 Jump Street and uh, Just Mercy with Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. Um, cause probably because I felt like she was like Captain Marvel was a dry movie and she was just a dry choice of an actress for that film. But I can I, I'm interested to see who her character is. There's rumors that she's going to be Brian O'Connor's sister. And it's like, I, I don't know about that either. Like introducing all of these fucking long lost relatives who we've never heard of or seen anything of in the, in the franchise. It's just weird, man. Scott Eastwood's coming back, who has the personality and acting abilities of a fucking cardboard box. He's coming back as little nobody, whatever. Michael Rooker's coming back as Buddy. He was, um, you know, Dominic, he was friends with Dom's dad in the flashback sequence in Fast 9. Daniela Melchior, who was the rat catcher in the Suicide Squad, is coming back. So that's another time her and John Cena get to work together. Oh, and I didn't mention Sung Kane is back as Han, of course. Louis De Silva Jr., who played uh, Diogo in Fast 5. I don't know if anybody remembers when dom and brian pull up you know when they're like home sweet home and they pull up to that uh you know that little party outside and he's like um what is that guy uh, his name's diogo what is he saying to dom he's like he said car for car legend and he's just talking shit and then they get that little blue mini not mini cooper but they get that little blue car that tyrese calls papa smurf um yeah but he's coming back uh, and cardi b's coming back and i can actually deal with that i can deal with cardi b coming back 
much more than I can deal with another Iggy Azalea cameo. And no disrespect to Iggy Azalea, but I remember I was in the theater watching uh, Furious 7, and I I could not deal with that Iggy Azalea cameo. Cardi B was actually tolerable, and she was a decent plot device. She was the one that gave the gun to Dom with Jacob's biometrics on it, and she's like, look at me, Dom. I was stealing gas in the DR, but now I'm cool, and I get to be like you, and all this other shit. I can deal with Cardi B and her heavy accent in there, and she's not too bad on the eyes either. So I, I listen... It's a lot of variables involved here, people, but the focal point here is Gal Gadot is more than likely returning. Now, I will say this. <coughs> I know the article says, oh, you know, Gal Gadot was in a version, you know, a test screening version. It might not make the final cut. I feel like Gal Gadot is too profitable and marketable of an actress and too important of a character if they are going to bring her back for them to just throw away her scene. They are going to include her in the final cut. I feel like if Sung Kane is lobbying, was lobbying for uh, Gal Gadot to return in the Fast and Furious franchise when they were promoting Fast 9, I feel like he ran that by Vin Diesel, who is very much a part of the production. Um, and, you know, I think Vin Diesel serves as a producer or executive producer on uh, plenty of these movies. I think ever since part... Four, if I'm not mistaken, he's been executive producer or producer. So I feel like if Sung Kane lobbied for that, he probably more than likely ran it to ran it by Vin Diesel. And Vin Diesel is going to lobby as hard as he fucking can to get Gal Gadot back. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But <clears throat> I don't know if it if the scene didn't go over well and if it didn't fit well with the final cut that they screened. Um, I feel like if they take it out, maybe they'll do some reshoots with Gal Gadot's character, Giselle. I'm not sure. I'm just like, you know, to close this thing out, people, I, I'm I'm really not trying to be a downer about this, but it's just not sitting all the way well with me. It's not. I, I don't know. Maybe when we see the trailer unfold, um, because there is going to be a trailer. And if I'm not mistaken, if Tyrese wasn't bullshitting, then the trailer is definitely going to be shown during the Super Bowl. And that gives me all the more reason to watch the Super Bowl. I don't know if the Bengals are going this year. That's my, uh, that's my team. We went last year, but we're doing pretty good this season. But, um, I, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see when there's a trailer. And I'm pretty sure there will be a Giselle reveal in the trailer because it's not a surprise. You know, we see all these rumors. We see these blatant ass articles about it. It's not going to be a surprise if she come back. Sun Kane, um, it was kind of a surprise, but I, I had a feeling Han was coming back because they had a stunt guy on set, um, who was of Asian or Japanese descent and he had motion capture dots on his face. And I remember telling everybody, I was like, yo, He's getting in a car that is the same color car as Han's car. That is that is Han's stunt double right there. And lo, God damn it, if I wasn't right, um, I'm not saying I'm a podcast prophet or anything, but I'm just saying. But I, you know, we'll we'll wait and see what happens, man. I I will try. <coughs> excuse me, try my best to reserve judgment, but I I don't know how I feel about it, man. I'm I'm all over the place about it, but like I said, I'm more so on the side where it's like I I don't want this to happen. I can go without it. I just want. I want the weight of the deaths to stick, man. Like, I like listen, if if all these motherfuckers come back in the Fast and Furious franchise and for this last installment, these last two installments, and you motherfuckers kill Dominic Toretto. Now, I know I said plenty of times I've said I feel like for the for the Fast and Furious franchise to get the ending that it deserves, I feel like Dominic Toretto has to die at the end of it. And, you know, there there people thought he died at the end of um I won't even say part six. 
because that was like a superhero entrance when he bust that fucking car through that plane like that and that shit flipped over like 18 million times i feel like when he crashed in part seven it was way more um climactic and it was it was it was way it was much more final you know there was there was a lot more a finale feel to it because letty was holding them and she's like i remember everything i remember we got married and i'm not ready to leave this place you know without you and all this other shit it seemed like if they like if they really wanted to make the last movie um or the fast furious 7 the last movie they could have whether brian rode off into the sunset whether dom died it could have been the last movie but if you motherfuckers bring all these people back and kill dominic toretto i'm gonna be very upset um, because if you're bringing everybody back and you keep Dom alive, that's cool. But don't, I'm like rubbing my temples right now because I feel like I'm about to blow a fucking gasket. Listen, just get it together, people. Just get it together. Uh, Louis Leterrier and Neil Moritz and, um, you know, and, 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 and Vin Diesel and everybody else involved in the making of this movie. Don't fumble this shit. Don't spend so much time on, oh, we're going to get everybody to come back and they're going to come through these portals and everybody is going to get these magical, you know, uh, stones that bring everybody back to life and shit. Like, don't like, like, come on. Can we have some deaths be final? Because I feel like that gives the characters more to go on. I feel like somebody has to die in Fast and Furious 10 part one. And I've said this before. I feel like in the first half of the movie, you know, that first part before we get into, you know, Fast Furious 11, a.k.a. Fast 10 Part 2. I feel like in the first part, by the end of that movie, somebody has to die and somebody has to get called on for help. Yo, we need your help. We just lost one of our own. What do we do now? We have to have that Avengers Infinity War type of moment so that we can do our Avengers Assemble moment in the last act of that last movie. Um, there's just, I, I, my expectations are through the roof for this movie, man. If they fumble this shit, it'll be one of the craziest franchise fumbles I've ever seen. And I don't want that to happen. And I don't know. I'm not going to say bringing Gal Gadot back is, is, is going to, you know, be the catalyst in the entire movie fumbling. I'm not going to go as far as to say that, but it is, it, it, if they fuck that up, and bullshit everybody yeah well she she came back because she was a contortionist and when she hit the runway you know she just contorted her body in different ways and that like don't give me no bullshit like that you guys are much better hollywood writers than that and i have faith in that um even with a new writer on board it's a well-oiled machine don't play around with this man we cannot play around with this and I know this episode was all over the place. This is what happens when I do impromptu episodes, people. I don't take any notes. I just go off the top. And it, it's it's like freestyle for anybody out there that does music. It's like you just go. You just say what comes to your mind. And sometimes it's all scattered all over the place. But I feel like three years and some change in, y'all already know, when it comes to movies, I'm not wrapped too tight. I'm going to go off the deep end. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and theorize and, and go on rants and stuff like that. But... You know, it's, it's, it's Fridays and episodes like this that make me appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to my bullshit, man. I, I just, like I said, my expectations are through the roof. Fast 10 is my most anticipated movie of next year. Hands fucking down. I mean, there's a lot of other movies that I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating. I can't wait to see Creed 3. Can't wait to see Transformers Rise of the Beast. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is on that list. Can't wait to see Scream 6. There's a lot of movies I cannot wait to see but fast 10 top tier at the top of my list i can't wait to see it and i'm i'm hoping and praying that they know what they're doing man i hope that they know what they're doing um and no diss to gal gadot at all 
But um, yeah, people, that that pretty much just sums it up, man. As if I didn't already. But uh, y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And shout out to the Facebook movie groups, The Horror Virus and Movie Preview Review. And last, but certainly never, 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 not least, Shout out to the two reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there. Again, I hope everybody has a great, safe, productive Friday. You know, if you're going out partying, play it safe, strap up, don't drink too much alcohol poisoning is real, don't do too many edibles. Whatever your vice is, people, just, you know, keep it kosher. You know, if you're celebrating the holidays and you got that Christmas tree up in your system, you got that spiked eggnog, that coquito, whatever it is y'all getting into. Hopefully it's just horror movies. You know, if y'all feel like if everybody's going to, you know, drink, drink responsibly and watch some fucking horror movies. You know, it's nasty outside. Like I said, it's in Philly. The weather's nasty. It's cold as shit. Stay inside. Drink some hot cocoa and then chase the hot cocoa. I don't know, with some some spiced whiskey or some shit like that. Is that a thing? Is there actually spiced whiskey out here? I don't know. Maybe I got to look that up online. I feel like that'd be good for the holidays or for New Year's or some shit like that. Or some spiced rum. That's actually what I meant to say. I feel like the spiced rum that uh, that I had a few years ago around this time for the first time was Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry, it was actually pretty decent. And I, you know what? Look at how it comes full circle on the Tudor Reviews podcast. Man, I make it... Every time I make it come full circle. I remember years ago, I'm, and to be exact, this was 2000 and. 15 or two yeah 2015 or 16 i remember when i got furious 7 on dvd i got a bottle of spiced rum sailor jerry spiced rum and i remember take pouring a glass of it no ice and watching furious 7 for the first time since i had seen in the theater god damn it look at the universe man everything just goes back to the fast and furious franchise you gotta love it but uh, yeah, man, hope everybody has a great and safe Friday, man. And y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.